G'day all and welcome to the first episode of The Riff. Uh, my name's Dan Wilkinson and with me here is... Cameron Spanner. And we are lawyers. We are uh, both lawyers working for Adams and Partners Lawyers, uh, primarily located in Penrith, but we also have uh, offices in uh, Sydney City and in Parramatta. So Cameron, why don't you start by introducing yourself a bit and telling everyone what you do for Adams and Partners Lawyers. No worries, Dan. Uh, Well, essentially what I do here at Adams is I handle, uh, along with you, uh, the wills and estates here, uh, as well as doing litigation, but also uh, touching on areas of business uh, and building and construction law um, and a range of other commercial issues. Very good. Uh, And I uh, do some personal injury law. I deal with uh, employment law, uh, and as Cameron just said, I deal with uh, some of our wills and estates. So we would like to um, have a discussion, wouldn't we, Dan? Well, ha- have a discussion, but also introduce our topic for this week. Okay, and, and what are we going to be sharing with our listeners today? So we've uh, it's it's a little bit controversial, but we've decided to talk about uh, the recent events in Christchurch and the the um, terrorist attack that happened in Christchurch. But more mm-hmm. more specifically, uh, we want to talk about the the video that was shared by the terrorist the live streamed one yeah the live stream yep. video that was on i think he did he live stream it on facebook i think it was on facebook but i think there was links to it from yeah. like other sources like 4chan and uh, yeah and other websites but it went pretty viral yeah at the time and so we thought it would be uh, a good idea to uh, talk about the legal implications of uh, that video and in particular sharing that video uh, i know a lot of people did share it and it went um, it, it went viral and the media got a hold of it. Uh, I think a lot of media organisations chose not to share it. But I, as far as I'm aware, I'm sure there's still avenues mm. out there that if you tried to get it, you, you could. I think you still probably yeah, could. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, so, you know, a bit of a controversial but interesting topic. Um, so what we propose to do is to talk about first the liability of organizations but in particular the liability of facebook mm-hmm. um, and i think cameron will um will open and present a bit of a, a for and against for facebook so do you want to take it away cameron yeah no worries so essentially there's an argument here that when terrorist videos are uh, shared or sent through social media whether or not the organize organization sorry themselves uh, should be liable, or the person who is sharing the contact, uh, the content is liable. So, starting with whether or not, say, for instance, Facebook should be liable for this video here. Um, I've gone through Facebook's terms of service, um, and essentially, Facebook states that they will take the appropriate action. So, this is located in uh, the terms of service located on the Facebook webpage. Everybody who has a Facebook account has access to them. So, do you, do you have to have a Facebook account to access that? Uh, I do not believe so. When you sign up for a Facebook account, you do have to tick off that you have read the terms of service. And the, when you say terms of service, so this is the, this is the, the terms that apply to the user? That, that's correct, yes. So and the content they're allowed to essentially post and share. Right, okay. Okay. Yep. Um, so in these uh, terms of service, they state that they 
will remove content that doesn't stand up to their community standards. Now, as you dig deeper a bit and learn about their community standards, um, obviously one of them is that they do not agree with terrorist acts and they don't want their content shared on their platform. So that's specifically listed. That That's right. That's right. And that's in the community standards. So there's because the terms the, of st- service and the community standards. The, the first problem I th- I'm thinking of with the term community standards is it's very... Well, it's very subjective, but also discretionary. But very, but you're very saying, broad as well. But th- so they actually spell out what their community standards are. Yes, yes. And right. look, their community standards in relation to uh, organisations and individuals are that they will remove content that is deemed to be a terrorist activity, organised hate, uh, mass or serial murder, human trafficking, uh, organised violence or criminal activity. And any of uh, or any other content that expresses support for these types of people or groups or whatever, so they if they see that they will take it down. Okay, so this goes into the argument that they are actively trying to do the best mm. that they can in this large community. Okay, now as we are all aware, Facebook is a place for an online community together, and as such, it is very hard for them to take action. Um, against oh sorry it's very hard for a person to take action against them in the sense of suing them for this type of content now an example that i have here is if you go to a park then and you meet somebody in the park and for instance they stab you in the park Mm. okay you get mugged in the park Mm. and they run off you have no idea who they are yeah do you go and sue the park if you can't find them not generally, no. No. So, arguably, that's what Facebook is here. Facebook is just the meeting place, essentially. Yeah. And they can't determine what kind of content you would share, receive, whatever. And so, it's it seems... I mean, if we're talking about Facebook trying to manage their own content, it would be easy enough for Facebook to, say, manage... You know, if they identified one page or one group which was mm. which didn't meet their community standards that would be easy enough for facebook to manage but what we're talking about here is a very particular video that went viral that's right and we're talking about um facebook trying to manage the the sharing of this video which it was you know being shared thousands of times over in a very short millions of times millions perhaps in a very short space of time so um, and it's very hard to, you can drive down to the source of removing that, but when mm. the source isn't that apparent to begin with, think of it, it's a, it's like saying how long a ball of string is. It's, it's very hard to find where this is coming from. And look, Facebook has made a statement essentially, which says that uh, within the first 24 hours of this shooting, they had removed over 1.5 million copies of the wow. video. Okay. That says to me that there is a lot of people out there on the internet sharing this video. Um, And 1.5 million, I doubt, is the whole amount. No. And obviously, it went went outside of Facebook. Of course. We're just focusing on Facebook. We're focusing on Facebook here. Yeah. But another point to raise in relation to all of this, which is a topic for another day, is Facebook itself or social media doesn't have the ability to censor the internet. No. So if somebody wants to see something, they can actively go and find it. Coming back into it is, well, what is Facebook's role in all of this? Yeah. Yeah. Really, 
Facebook is the sharing place. You can't do anything. Facebook can't do anything to stop this content. They can only restrict it. The limit of their powers is is really to um, manage their own content. That's right. Shut down a, a page or a group. That's something. right. If you share something, they can delete your account. But what's stopping you from making yeah, another account? Right. So, so their their power is is quite limited. Limited in the scope of the legal landscape, but limitless when it comes to their own platform. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, they're the reasons really why Facebook or social media should not be held accountable um, for the sharing of this content. As any argument, there is a flip side. So if we even go back and drill into Facebook's community standards that I spoke about a couple of minutes ago, that all they really state in these community standards is you should not post content of this type. There's no real punishment here, nothing at all. They just said you should not post it. If you post it, it's going to get removed. What's stopping you from going out there, getting a friend to post it, creating another account to post it, making another page? It's not that hard to make a Facebook account. My 70-year-old grandma has a Facebook account, Mm. okay? Mm. So if these people really want to send out their message, they're going to find a way to do it. Mm. Now, should Facebook in itself have the ability to restrict this? There's an argument. How they do it is a different (laughs) different question. Um, But one of the interesting things that has come out of this is um, actual internet service providers have come out and stated that they are blocking access to these sites. So this is taking it outside the scope of Facebook Mm. here. Um, But what it shows is that organizations in these areas have the ability to take further action if they choose to. I think the... uh, It it does seem that that Facebook and and other organizations have very limited power within the, the legal landscape. But it, it seems like they're taking action based on their moral duty. That's right. Not their legal duty. That's because right. the legal duty is so, is so nebulous. It, it's hard to pin down what their legal duty is. But, well, but Look, there was a quote from a spokesman of Vodafone, for instance, okay, that came out after the attack. And he stated, we believe it's the right thing to do in these extreme circumstances to help stop the further distribution of this video. It, it's a moral objective. Yeah, right. Look at that exactly. from just that statement, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's great because we all agree that mm. nobody should be looking at this video. Mm. But if they don't do anything, they're not held accountable no, at not. this stage. And the question is, well, should they be? Mm. And I think that's probably something for um, legislation, future legislation at some point. Um, it, whether we see that or not, uh, only time will tell. Well, but What's very interesting, though, is that last week, Scott Morrison actually had a meeting with social media executives, and he is trying to push forward legislation at this stage, which would mean that in the event that these social media companies not taking action the actual executives of this company could be jailed. Now, if this legislation goes through, that is massive. Mm. That that is mm. that is crazy to think that what the organize what a user of an organization as big as Facebook does could land an executive in jail. And then the other problem you you would have is in respect of social media, most of these social media execs uh, are overseas. Oh, absolutely. So, so ha- how are you going to bring them to Australia to jail them? Very difficult happened? to police, very difficult in res- in respect of jurisdiction, 
Uh, they're, they're outside Australian borders. Which says to me that this is somewhat of a political move yeah. by the government here yeah. without, well, like I said, it's only a proposed bill at this stage, but without any thought as mm. to, you know, what are we actually going to do here? Just mm. looking good in the media. So, so really those two points there are arguable, all those points there are arguably how Facebook should be liable or it should not be liable, okay, and all social media. So it's a very tough question, and because it's so tough, I guess that leads us into, well, if we're going to take action against someone, it's a lot easier to pinpoint it to an individual rather than the organization itself. Yeah, much, much, much easier. So that's that's where our research led was um, rather than what is the liability of, of Facebook or uh, some other organization what is the liability of the individual because mm-hmm. what we're talking about here is you know th- there are a lot of individuals who share this video oh absolutely you know, hundreds of thousands of people probably would have shared it on facebook and outside of facebook so we we had a little look at the um uh the national criminal code um and we had a look at uh one of the sections in that criminal code says that um, I'll just I'll just read it out. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, "A person commits an offence if the person possesses a thing, and the thing is connected with preparation for the engagement of a person in or assistance in a terrorist act." Um, so. And what's the maximum sentence for that? Oh, for that. So that's if. Oh well, yeah. So then it breaks it down into into two sections. So if you possess a thing which is connected with a terrorist act, and you knowingly possess it, the maximum sentence is imprisonment for fifteen years. But if you possess that thing, uh, and you're just, I mean, perhaps it's it's unknowingly, or you're or, or you're just reckless about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, reckless about possessing that thing then the um the maximum imprisonment term is 10 years so a couple of questions are raised with this with this particular section of the um, national criminal code what is a thing absolutely (laughs) and what is it to possess that thing if i share it on facebook is is that possession share have you have you possessed that thing and i suppose you could ask is it is it in connection with the terrorist act well sharing a thing as well that would come down to intent you could that could be reckless as well I could see something Mm. and only see the first two seconds of it and share it that could be reckless it's it's a big question a big topic to bring Mm. up to essentially you know be a five year different imprisonment period so there's there's uh, the the possibility that you could you could find yourself criminally criminally liable for sharing that video just based on a on a quick reading of the uh, National Criminal Code. Uh, so y- you might be you might be held liable uh, from a criminal perspective and then we also you might also be liable from a civil perspective. So by civil perspective, what you mean is if you share this video with me, Dan, mm. and I view it and I am so distressed, that it calls me, uh, call, causes me, sorry, mm. some mental harm. 
and say I can't go to work, I have a mental breakdown, I start suffering a mental illness, mm. do I have the ability to sue you for sharing that video? I, w- I would think it, it, it depends on the, on the context of how you shared it, I would think, because what, what you're saying there is could you, could you sue someone for posting an explicit video and they're not the original and creator of yeah, the content. That's right. And that in turn caused you some psychological harm. So the the concept of you've all probably heard of the concept of a duty of care. Mm-hmm. Yep. That term gets thrown around a lot. I but, have no idea what it means. Can you tell but me? what what does it mean? So what what the courts have said is there are special categories of a duty of care. So um, an example would be a teacher and students yep or uh doctor-patient doctor, patient, employer employee these are all well-known established categories where there is a duty of care if you were to post that video just to the general public yep so you just put it out there to the world at large there is not an established category of a duty of care where you where you, the individual, owe a duty of care to the world at large. It's too broad. It's too onerous on you, the individual. So by that saying it, if I just shared it, just shared share it. it to, yeah. okay, well, let's say all my friends, but I don't have that many Facebook friends, but let's say <laughs> I had lots of Facebook friends. I shared it to 10,000 people, Yeah. okay, in one hit. It would be very hard to establish that I had a duty, duty of care to every single one of them. I would. I would think so. I think it would be because the the first that's really the first hurdle you have to get over yep. to sue someone in negligence. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to establish that they owed you a duty of care. Then you have to get past all the other hurdles that they breached the duty of care. That you know their their um their their conduct caused you the harm, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But the the first hurdle is to establish the duty. I think it would be a bit different. If you targeted that video to a one individual or a group, a, a certain group of people, so give me an example. So if you if you were to send that, if you were to send that video, the Christchurch shooting, to say um, someone who you knew was quite vulnerable and with the intent of doing them harm. So say, for instance, sake, if I shared that video directly to say maybe somebody's family member who passed away in nine eleven. Something, yeah, 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 but and and you had that knowledge, yep. and and you had the intent to do them harm. I, I would think that a duty of care could could be established, uh, and that if mental harm were suffered by that person or persons, that they could sue you. Um, but not there's no duty of care to the world at large. So yeah, okay. I, I think, and most of these people did share it, just you know, to the general public. Yeah rather than sharing it to specific people with the intent to do them harm. So, okay, for argument's sake, let's say now that it would be hard to establish a duty of care, okay, if yeah. I was just sharing this with mm. the broader uh, broader public. Mm. Now, what happens if I shared that video or sent that video and my employer saw that video mm. and even though I didn't owe the general public a duty of care, they came back to me and said, well, look, this doesn't stand up to our values we can't have you here anymore. That is very interesting. 
Because I feel as yeah. though most people have their bosses or people from work on Facebook or Instagram or anything now. Yeah. Um, which this could be a very relevant topic mm. that comes up. So what you're asking is can the employer, can your employer take action against you if, if they have discovered that you've shared that video? Yeah. I, I would think that it makes a difference. Again, it's it depends on the context, but it probably makes a difference whether the content or whether that video was shared during work hours on a work computer or shared out of office at home or somewhere else. Oh, so that makes a difference. Doesn't it? I think it probably would because let's say you shared that video in work hours on a work computer um, that you could it, it could be a simple breach of the employment contract. If you were to look at the employment contract, it it might have some clause about the use of the company's technology. Yeah. And they may it could be a simple breach. Um uh, which might lead to, you know, some a warning letter or dismissal or something of that nature, um, or there might be some term in your, you might have a company policy on the on the use of um, social media in the workplace. Yeah. Uh, but if I shared it at home or when I wasn't at work, that'd be a different story. That's that would be a bit more difficult for the employer to take action. Um, what if you just share the video generally at at home or outside of work hours i think what the employer would need to do to take action against you is to establish some sufficient connection to the workplace or the or to the commerciality of the business um so you know let's let's say for example you've shared the christchurch video mm-hmm. but you work for an NGO or ASIO, yeah, or some human rights organisation or something. I think, you know, there would be a sufficient connection to your workplace and, and you might be up for uh, some sort of reprimand. So I think much will depend on the on the type of job uh, and the industry and also down to the, the content shared. But if we're talking about the um, Christchurch video, then... Yeah, those examples we've just mentioned, I think you'd be in a bit of strife. So, for instance, if I shared this terrorist video now, um, or any video in particular, and it was outside work hours, and, for instance, I was dismissed instantly, Mm, mm. this is definitely something I should take up with a lawyer. You'd You'd have a fair argument, because even though it probably doesn't... I mean, sharing that video probably doesn't sit well with anyone's core values, but... Yeah. if that's what the employer's saying, you know, I think you'd probably have a sufficient argument to say that it's not connected to the workplace and that the employer cannot really control your behaviour and conduct outside of the workplace in, yeah. your, in your private life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think from all of that, what I take out of it is if you have the video, get rid of it. Mm. Don't share it. Mm. It's just you don't know the implications of what your actions are going to be, especially in this social media landscape that we now find ourselves. Well, yeah, the, the, we've sufficiently established that there's certainly liability on the, on the individual. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if you do have it, uh, delete it. If you've shared it, can you retract that if you've shared it? I don't, I don't think know. you can retract Probably it can't. if you shared it. But if anything, you now have the knowledge not to do it again. Mm. Mm. So that's something to take out of it. 
Um, but I'm pretty sure that wraps us up for today, Dan. Unless there's anything else that you'd like to say. No, that's it. We've just uh, we, our our um our approach was just to sort of I suppose gloss over that. It wasn't too in depth. But if you um if you're interested uh. In, in learning more about this topic, you're, you're welcome to contact us. Yeah, so the best way to contact us is send us an email at uh, info at adamslawyers.com.au um, and that will come through to myself and Dan. Mm. And uh, what we're looking at doing is trying to have uh, different people from our firm and maybe barristers and other people that we know out in practice to talk about various topics over the next couple of weeks. And if there's any topic you think would be you know, you'd like to know more about, uh, just give mm. us a buzz and yeah. we'll go from there. We're open to feedback. So um, that's it from me for today, Dan. So anything else? No, all? that's it. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Bye.